Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody, for to, for another episode of the Grizz Next Gen Podcast. I'm here with Brad. Say what's good, Brad. Going on, everybody? And we're here with episode 11, which is going to be a pretty, I'll say, eventful episode, because we have a lot to talk about, even though it's just kind of about one t- one topic, in a sense, of which is the Summer League. Uh, so Grizzlies just finished their last game of Summer League. Each team played five games. We had an overall record of... Two and three, correct? Yeah, it was two and three. Yeah. We lost. We lost our final two to the Celtics and the Spurs yesterday. And we lost to the Clippers. I'm gonna be honest. Grizzly, Grizzly fans were gassed up the summer league team. We thought that we thought it was gonna be way better than <laughs> we actually got. Uh, we we kind we kind I think we gotta stop gassing it up. Like I get we have young talent, but like we thought this team was gonna be like a like there's Grizzly fans that are gonna say like, oh yeah, I'm confident that this team's gonna go win the championship in summer league, but. That was just not the case. I mean, to me, it, to me, it felt like it was a pretty uh, middle of the pack team, and it had some. There's some moments where I'm like, oh yeah, this team looks really good. Like the Nets game, we were yeah. we we're out there just doing our thing and 120 like, points. Yeah, yeah, like it, that was that was a beautiful game. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, the Timberwolves game was ugly. No one could hit a three, but yeah. that was a good game that we closed out. And I, I feel like in the Salt Lake City uh summer league, we had a lot of good moments too, and mm-hmm. and that's uh. And that little, uh, what, I don't know what you really call a summer league uh, in, in, in yeah. Salt Lake. It's like a preseason of the summer league. But yeah. all, like I said, all I look for in the summer league is seeing flashes of what of our young talent and guys that could potentially be on our roster, and even some invites. Seeing what some invites can do. Maybe they make it to the the G League roster, or at best, you know, we we hope that they can get a deal somewhere else. Uh, so we let's just start this one off. Uh, we're gonna, like I said, we went two up, two two and three. I kind of just want to talk about who impressed. Uh, and I'm gonna let you start off, Brad. Like, who is like the most impressive to you in in this summer league? Most impressive. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break this down into two categories, like offensively and defensively. So like overall, that. like offensively, like the most the person that really surprised me. Probably because I hadn't really watched much of his film would be David Roddy. Uh, he was just the most consistent guy throughout our summer league. Um, he was the most consider- consistent when he was, you know, taking shots. He was hitting his shots. Um, he didn't miss many of his shots. Um, he was taking high percentage shots. And, you know, defensively, obviously, it it's Kennedy Chandler. Like, at his size, I'm not even, like, saying a, that's a bad thing or anything, but six foot like he shouldn't be able to do some of the things he's able to do at the defensive end like he's it's it's crazy like he had that you remember that one block like at the end of the game that you know, game that was but I, that was crazy and then just like his like his awareness like even if he's like behind a a guy coming up the court like if he's you know behind coming um you know he's able to get the ball from behind him Strip the ball from behind him, and then he's just really good at pa- playing the passing lanes. You know, that's everything you want to see from a two-way player, especially from a point guard. Um, so that's that's a huge thing. Those were some. Yeah, uh, and when we were watching the game against the Celtics, I, I brought up the point to you that like Kenny Chandler has mm-hmm. a lot of uh, he has a lot of similarities to De'Anthony Melton of like the impact that he could bring to the game. Uh, the one that we, the one that you brought mentioned, uh. He made he, like the block that he made. I've seen Anthony Millen make that block. Like it's, yeah. it's the uh, same factor that they can. They both are they both are six foot, but mm-hmm. they make these they make these blocks. It's just like 
you just don't expect at all. Like, Anthony Mann made a lot of, like, blocks and dunks that's, like, for his size, I just wasn't expecting that, like, him to do that. Mm-hmm. And Dante Mellon had that, I could, well, his nickname was Mr. Do, uh, do Something. Yeah. Uh, and that, that nickname was true. Like, he would always come clutch and do something. And he was, he was capable of doing, like, everything. Like, his stat line would always have a good amount of blocks, a good amount of steals. He'd get for rebounds. Sure. He'd play make. And he'll shoot the ball good. Mm-hmm. Kenny Chandler, obviously, we see some stuff he has to work on. But he has, he's, he's shown good playmaking. We know the defensive side of things that he was just killing it. He had that one game where he had that clutch steal and ended the game with four steals and three blocks. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love uh, Kenny Chandler off this summer league. When I'm talking about and the player that really most impressed me, though, I'm going to go. Do you want to talk about this real quick? Uh, just sorry to cut you off, but uh, like the Melton replacement, since, you know, we don't have Melton anymore. Uh, I know you brought up this point, too, as well, when we were watching that Celtics game of Kenny Chandler possibly being that replacement. Like, why do yeah. you think that he could be that replacement for Melton? I, I brought the point because Melton was – he when we got him off the Suns trade where we got Josh Jackson, him, for Hal Corver and Javon Carter. Yeah, that thing, that was the trade. Uh, Melton came out of college – or he came out of USC as a point guard. Mm-hmm. And our roster, he was the third-string point guard. And he got some reps here and there, but you, we didn't get to see much of him. Mm-hmm. And the Grizzlies, like, slowly – Developed him into a sh- uh, shooting guard, which I'm seeing the same thing with Kenny Chandler. That I really think Kenny Chandler does have a shot, and that's something that he can develop. And mm-hmm. if we if we were able to do this, this a similar thing to Dante Mellon, or as we did to Dante Mellon to Kenny Chandler, I for sure see him uh, maybe filling up that second that that uh, second spot of a backup shooting guard, which you kind of need uh, with the loss of Dante Mellon. Absolutely. But what I was saying. Was I agree with your offensive one, uh, one as my most mm-hmm. impressive? I think that David Roddy was the most impressive, and that's the thing. Grizzly fans are sad about the Anthony Mellon trade, but I think we got the best the best rookie out of our class. I think is going to be at the twenty third pick, and that's David Roddy. Mm-hmm. He, they were always one of those guys that's like when we drafted him. I don't know what what do you compare a guy like that to? And then I wa- I had to go watch his film that night because I haven't really seen much of him at all. The one time I, I actually watched him was against Michigan in March Madness. Yeah. Yep. Besides that, that was it. So I, I had to go watch him, and I was just kind of realizing, like, oh, this dude is straight up uh, something i just never seen. Like, he was a shooting guard that was literally 260. Uh, he had very, like, he looked like a guy that, like, literally was, like, when I, his film made me think he was a center with some of the plays <laughs> that he was, with some of the plays he had. I thought he was either a power forward or a center because yeah. some of these plays were just so out of ordinary for a shooting guard. But at the same time, he had those shooting guard type plays, like running off the screen and knocking down a, a, a three. It, it, he, he's shown that he can do catch and shoot, uh, movement threes. Like, it, it was impressive, like, all around. And through the summer league, even though the first couple games were a little slow on the offensive side of things, he was mm-hmm. so good at doing the little things that I was just, like, still at the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's really impressing me. And then he started actually, like, get his, getting his offense going, and that made me realize, oh, yeah, this dude might just be, like, the most impactful player in, in this class for us. Mm-hmm. So... I'm very excited for David Roddy, especially because I don't know what his potential is of what positions he can play. Because he can, it looks like he can play at least the the two, three, and four off what I've yeah. seen. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. I think I, the pick was so confusing when it when it happened because we were doing. We, I was already like on this on like the the side of like why did we draft Jake Rivia? and can we just yeah. trade a Melton? And I'm like thinking we're gonna get one of these guys. We're gonna get a guy like EJ Liddell or something. 
Yep. And we drafted a guy I was supposed to go second round and David Riley, but I'm not mad to pick, especially after seeing the summer league. I, I can see why they got a guy like this and what impact he can bring to the NBA level. But, and another so thing I'll, to bring up is, um, you know, like you're saying, like he can play three different positions. You know, that's three different big matchups that he could cover in a game. If you, you know, have to, for example, like if, you know, Kenny Chandler does turn into Melon's replacement, then, you know, say Roddy now, know he can share reps in between like positions um when you know say Chandler maybe you know out for a game you know anything like that if we have any like injuries like he can swap positions that's going to be really you know helpful in the long run and you know throughout his NBA career for sure yeah uh and I mean speaking of like impact what a what a player can do uh for our NBA team because we're seeing summer league Let's move on to the player that we just didn't bring up in this in this like section at all. But he he was really good in summer league, and it, we can't go. We just can't go past it. I'm talking about Kenneth Lofton Jr. We gotta call him Kenneth because he doesn't like being called Kenny Lofton since there's a, a big MLB player as in Kenny Lofton, uh, or you can call him Junior. That's his nickname. And uh, Lofton was really good in the summer league and. I remember we were talking about in our draft video that that's a guy I was looking at in the second round because I saw the rumors, and he really impressed me in the combine. Grizzlies went to go get him. Mm-hmm. And in the summer league, he, he didn't disappoint at all. Like, he was really good in the summer league. Now, and I, I know me and you were impressed in some ways by him, but at the same time, like, you even asked me before this, like, can I, do I think you take Tillman's spot? Uh, and I said no. And that's why, because I want to bring up the question – of do we think that Kenny, uh, Kenneth Lofton can make an impact in the NBA? I for sure think he's going to be doing his thing up in, in like the, at the Memphis Hustle in the G League. But what I'm looking for is players that can actually uh, come up to our NBA roster. And Grizzlies already are, are a contender. I want to see if we can if we can if they can get get him up to our NBA roster and he can make an impact to our team and be uh, a pivotal piece for our bench. And. I'm gonna start off like in the summer league. I just didn't see that he was he was doing his thing. Don't get me wrong. Like I was I was I actually like he was probably the most fun to me to watch in the in the summer league because he's just like this six 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 seven guy that's that's two seventy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his size like his size was just too much for a lot of a lot of of, of his matches. Like like for example, Chet Holmgren. He was against Chet Holmgren in the second game, and he absolutely body Chet yeah. um in that game. Uh, there was a he he had a point where he just completely body him. Then on the other side he got a block, and then he ran down and pulled up and did a pull up three. Like mm-hmm. seeing something like that, I was like, "Whoa! Like this guy is this guy is just going to be like so fun to watch for the rest of the summer league." And even this last game against the Spurs, he dropped twenty seven and twelve, and he was hitting from three. He was doing he was doing he was playing good inside, but at the same time, the way I'm watching him play and. Like the, in the summer league, it's just not mm-hmm. giving me vibes that he can do this. That he can do this in the NBA level and be impactful. Uh, reasons I, the only reason I can see, the only way I can see him be impactful is if it, if his shots more consistent, which he was hitting uh good in summer league. So I'm hoping that that's the thing that keep that keeps the he keeps working on and it start it it becomes even it becomes even better in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Uh, same time though. He can't play. He doesn't play defense. I'm sorry. He he like can't guard. A, he can't guard a park car. Like mm-hmm. the dude played bad defense in all summer league. 
and that's a little bit of a problem. Also, in the summer league, he kind of played as like a number one option. Like, oh, if the ball's in my hands, I have to score. Mm-hmm. So it was more of like, oh, I'm going to do this like fade away. And a lot of the times when he tried to do that, like that running fade away, he yeah. airballed it. Yeah, yeah. And he, he took some he took some like lazy three to point attempts. Mm. Uh, just just sometimes it was bad shot selection. It was just like, oh, I, have to, I if the like if the this is the mentality, like the ball in my hand, I'm trying to score. At the NBA level, you he can't do that at all. Uh, also, but I, I will give him credit. I think he did pretty solid as, as a playmaker for mm-hmm. a big. And like I said, his shot was hitting. But at the same time, I don't think those two things are going to exactly make me want to put him in, in uh, are exactly making me think that he's going to be good in the NBA level, especially if he can't play defense. Yep. I'm really hoping that his defense starts to develop a little more because it was just, it wasn't great to watch in the summer league. And I just didn't get, I just didn't get the vibe from him that he can really give us a great impact in the NBA level. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope I'm wrong on it. And I want I want him to, as a two-way player, I actually want him to be like, you know, may, maybe crack our uh, bomb rotation, actually play some minutes with the team. Uh, because especially he he was so impressive in the combine. He was told by so many scouts that like, yeah, we're we're, we're probably gonna like he, he was pretty much told by so much good things by scouts that it was like, oh, I'm guaranteed to get picked in this draft. I'm gonna be picked in the second round. Mm-hmm. But over at by the end of it, he was undrafted, and I know that's like that's a huge chip on his shoulder. I hope that he really carries that with him and balls out. I think he's gonna do really good in this in, in the G League. I just hope that I'm wrong and that he really does. He does. He does break our uh, rotation and shows me like, oh yeah, I I, I belong here in the NBA. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna pass the question to you. What do you think? Do you think that Ken, Kenneth Lofton can bring an impact uh, in the in the NBA? Um. So I agree with what you said about like shot selection and everything like that. Like you'd like you said like you'd see like he just didn't take the smarter shots. And I know I'm gonna you know get a little bit of you know press for this, but. It kind of reminds me of Dylan Brooks. No disrespect, but Dylan Brooks doesn't take the best shots. You know, he didn't as, like, the season, like, went on last year. Um, it's kind of like that a little bit, in a way. Like, they both still need to learn learn uh, to take better shots at better times. Um, and like you said, yeah, defensively, he needs to step up for sure. But one, like, a big positive thing that I saw from Kenny was his rebounding. Like, his rebounding was really good, like, he was really consistent when he got boards, uh, so we got extra possessions for that. Um, so that's that's a way I could see him uh, contributing. It's not maybe a scorer, but a rebounder in this league. Um, so I, I could see something like that. But I don't know. I don't know if I can see him as like a like you know something like a. I don't know. I'm not gonna say like a big name because I don't think he'll be like that good. But like a dude, you know, that can score and do you know. And that can rebound, whatever. But I think it'll be like if he does make an impact, that it'll be more of a one-dimensional type of center. Um, and I think it'll be, you know, I think it'll be more of a rebounding center. Um, but that's that's mainly the main thing I can see him doing if he's, you know, an impact for us. Yeah, like okay, what's this compare him like to? What's this compare next to Tillman? Because mm-hmm. uh, that was the question that you brought to me. Um, Tillman, I don't think he's the greatest of centers. I don't think he's the greatest of backup centers. Like, mm-hmm. but I have seen Tillman get put in, get put in, and make impact for the Grizzlies on countless uh, times. Like, there's so many times mm-hmm. that he's made a big impact for us. Look back at the playing game against the Warriors years, a couple years, a couple seasons back. He hit the biggest shot of the season with that three. And there's there's a lot of times where he comes off the bench and he just does his thing. He, he you know, and also I, the thing about I like about Tillman so much is his 
humbleness to like knowing what his role is. Mm -hmm. so, so if he's not playing, he doesn't. He, obviously, I'm 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 gonna take a guess that him not playing is gonna bother him in a way. Yeah. But he knows when his name's called to go to come in the game and play. He's he's ready and he's gonna do his thing. He doesn't he doesn't go get mad or nothing mm -hmm. like. He's humble about things, and he knows like when his when his opportunity's up, he's gonna go do his thing. On that another yeah, thing, I always like about Tillman. Yeah, and then another thing, like just talking about Tillman, more like a big thing that we saw from Tillman, even in the summer league, was his free throw percentage. Like that was way better. Like his free throw shooting was way better. Uh, so that's you know a big thing as well because you know, he struggled with that in the past. So that's just a positive I wanted to add in there. Yeah. Uh... But the thing with Tillman is, like, at the same time, there's a lot of times where I'm like, Tillman, I, I'll, I don't really know, like, how much of an impact Tillman even makes. He, like mm -hmm. I said, he's had times where he really does his thing. I, I appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not asking that much on Tillman, but at the same time, you don't, I, I don't, like, I don't, we don't get that much from Tillman, and I don't know how high, how much more his ceiling can go. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he kind of already reached his, his peak. And he's, and he wasn't doing like the greatest up in the summer league. I would say he's had games where he was doing his thing in summer league, but it wasn't the prettiest of summer leagues. Especially him being, I, I would guess, the oldest player ever, uh, on the court every time. Like no matter who's in the game, I'm guessing he's the oldest on the court. Like he's, mm -hmm. probably, I think he's like 25 now. Uh, he was a he was an old player coming out of college, but yeah, like you were saying too. Same, like same time know, though, I'm I'm confident Tillman mm -hmm. is a more of a he makes he he's for sure gonna make more of an impact as a player than a, a Kenneth Lofton would. And that's just me. Like I, I know Tillman can make Im his impacts, and I, I just, I, I see like more up into his game. Like I know, I already, like he's already shown me that he can, that he can, uh, do certain things that Lofton can't do in the NBA level. Like mm -hmm. he's more, he's more, he knows his role. I feel like more than Ken, than Ken, than uh, Lofton. Lo like you said, there's the whole Dylan Brooks thing. Yep. Uh, Lofton, I'm, I'm guessing in high school he was that dude. I'm and in college. He was for like at, at uh, Louisiana Tech. He was that dude. He used to having the ball in his hands. I mean, he was a point guard when he was growing up, so he's kind of like used to having the ball. Mm -hmm. He can he can run up the ball as a big and all this. I don't want him doing that really in the NBA. Like I I want I just want him to kind of find out his role and know what's going to work and what's and what's not in the NBA. Where Tillman's already at the at the point where he knows what's what's good in the NBA. Like he knows what his role in the Grizzly is. If that's even if that's not even being the rotation, he just he just knows what's up and. He knows what's going to work. So I feel like for Kenny, like you were saying, like he was, he's been a point guard for most of his life, right? I feel like maybe yeah. he just hasn't had enough experience per se guarding, you know, centers stuff like that. I feel like that could be a reason of his defensive struggles. But I mean, we'll we'll see as time progresses, and then um, like you said like knowing your role. I mean, yeah, I I get like he doesn't know his role in summer league, but. I mean, he is still a young player and everything, so we just got to give him a little bit of time. But I mean, for sure. Yeah. So, like, like summer league, it's fine. I get it, but like, I'm just hoping that I don't see the same thing if he yeah, gets to the NBA. Yeah. Like, I just want him to know what's good. Like, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. a guy like I because I know I know it could for sure happen. Like, as a Ducks fan, we had Payton Pritchard as a point guard for a good minute on the mm -hmm. team. And Payne Pritchard gets selected to the Celtics at 26. Payne Pritchard's always been used to having the ball in his hands 24-7. He was with the Ducks. He's, he's just, that's just him. Like, he just knows this. Like, I'm, I'm just so used to having the ball in my hand. Mm -hmm. When he got to the Celtics, it was completely different. Like, he really, like, he, he, right away, he just knew what, 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 like, what, what, he, what he had to do and what his job was on the Celtics. Yep. And that's not, how, that's not having the ball all the time. Uh, 
wish that seeing a player like that do that. I know, I know Lofton's. That's why I, I can have confidence Lofton doesn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping Lofton, if he if he does go to the NBA level, he just work or he just kind of figures out, like I said, what's going to work and what's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks should take notes too. He should do the same. Mm-hmm. God, we just, it just has to happen. If a team, if a team, if a, if your whole team knows what their role is, you're going to go far because it's it's just not being like. I don't know. I feel like the players that just don't know the role is like selfish. Mm-hmm. They are. Like, it, it, I don't want you taking all the shots. Like, even though, you, even though you damn well know you're not the the that dude in that. Like, we're not trying to run offense around you. <laughs> we, you know that you're not one of the top options. So don't be taking all the shots like that. Stick to what you're good at and play your role. Simple as that. Um, but moving on from Lofton, I I did want to. We talked about Tillman a little. I did want to talk about one more dude before we move on. Mm-hmm. And that's Zaire Williams. I feel like it was very important that we talk about oh, him. Yes. Uh, so Zaire did get the spot of like Desmond Bain last summer league, where the Grizzlies wanted to get our la- our, our last uh, draft pick some time to play the one. And this was so needed. Like, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of ugliness in this summer league from Zaire Williams, but mm-hmm. there was so m- there was so much good in this summer league, and. Yeah, Zaire, like, his handle is not pretty. And I don't think Zaire is going to be in the position to have to use the handle that much, but I know if his handle keeps improving, he's going to, it's going to go a long way for him, and it's going to add so much more to his game. Mm-hmm. There were so many plays in this in summer league where I'm just like, wow, like, this is this is this is this shows me, like, what Zaire can be. Like, I always bring up the Brandon Ingram comparison. There are certain moves he makes in the summer league that just reminds me of Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram's able to pull out these moves in his, in his bag all the time. And I'm just hoping Zaire can kind of, like, start start doing these certain moves just a bit more because like we say we know he's a project i wasn't expecting him first season to go do his thing but he still averaged more points than i expected i think he averaged about 8.7 or something like that so he even averaged more than i was expecting first season and i i think he played like he played really good his first year and we're bringing up the we're bringing up the role thing zaire knew what his role was and he played it perfectly so i was so impressed with him and then in the summer league mm-hmm. i'm we're, every game he played in the summer league he played good. Now there's a lot of sloppiness because you know he's running the one, which I'm guessing he's not so used to doing. But I feel like he did it pretty good. And he, he yeah. has some. He has some certain. He has some. Uh, like certain like uh plays where it's just on the playmaking side of things. He was amazing, mm-hmm. and his shot was hitting. Defensively, he had some good. He had some good uh plays. Yeah, I, I was really impressed by Zaire Williams, and I'm really hoping for this leap. I want to get. I want. I want him to just like if he can give us like the thirteen, like thirteen points per game. Mm-hmm. That's just that's the that's just, that's improvement I want to see. And who knows? I mean, Desmond Bain took a huge jump after that summer league for the Grizzlies. I'm not sure what the quick jump side is going to take, but this summer league I was really impressed by him. And yeah. I I just like I just like what the Grizzlies are doing with their young talent. Like I like that whole idea of like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make you we're gonna make you be like the leader. You're gonna have to run things. So we're just gonna put the ball in your hands. And we're gonna have you develop. Yeah, it's good like, experience too, like, for sure. I mean, like Zaire knew, no, like his handle is something that needs to be developed, and yeah. it. I, I even after summer league, there's still it still needs a whole lot of more work. But I was really impressed by Zaire, and uh, I want you, I want you to give us your thought, uh, your your thoughts too, Brad, on what you what you saw from Zaire. Yeah, Zaire, like all around, like he, like you said, like he was making, he was a really good playmaker during uh, summer league. Like he, he really did show a lot more, I feel like calmness in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like 
he felt yeah. it, it, he looked more confident like when he was making plays when he was doing things like it it wasn't like you know he wasn't hesitant i mean he was you know in a way though too there were some times where he did you know make some questionable passes everything like that i mean that's gonna happen um because he's not you know used to playing that point guard position um in in the nba um but i mean hey that that experience is gonna that that's good experience right there that's for sure good experience and um i feel like that's what he needed you know i feel like you know if he in a way like he succeeded too through this like he was relied on more and i feel like that as well brings more inner confidence within yourself um when you do that type of thing like you know he was relied on a ton in summer league because obviously he's the point guard running the point um the most you know valuable player on the court um i just feel like that experience is going to really pay off um and i feel like his confidence has just really grown over over the off season a lot and like you said like i am hoping for probably like 14 15 points somewhere around that like 13 to 15 um and i mean if he can do that like that's that's huge that's absolutely huge i mean that what we're talking like a six point you know boost like a six point you know improvement for a season that's that's really really solid um so that's that's my takeaways yeah uh good just good 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 all around from zyre uh i'm i was so impressed by by him in this uh summer league and i'm just i'm just ready for things to come for him like i i know he's gonna take a leap this this next season and uh play a bigger role at the grizzlies from last year because last year was more like hey you're gonna sit in the corner and you play the three ball that's about it oh, you're gonna catch a you catch a lot from jaw too uh defensively he had some he had he sometimes you know he did he did do his thing but sometimes mm-hmm. it was really ugly uh, but I know for sure there's a lot of times where he's like, did say like, oh yeah, we're gonna put Zaire on like their best player, <laughs> or their or their or their second option, and like give him a tough challenge. And sometimes he holds his ground against those guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping I'm just I'm just hoping this I'm just ready to see this improvement. Like, what leap is he gonna take? Because the Desmond Bain leap was insane. It was it was actually a little unexpected for me. So both of us seeing the seeing the seeing now seeing that I'm like, man, Zaire's a guy that's like. We we took we drafted him off pure potential. Like we know, like he has a huge ceiling. He also has a, a big floor. So, mm-hmm. but right now, I'm saying that he's trending up to his ceiling, and his floor is it's not it's starting not to be starting to starting to be some something in the past. And he's mm-hmm. just trending up in the ceiling. He's trending up to to the ceiling, and he's taking this leap. So I'm I'm very excited for him. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about the Grizzlies was free agency. Uh, not talk about moves because Grizzlies don't make moves in free agency for some reason. We're gonna be talking about should we make a move? Um, are we happy with the team right now going into the season? Just stuff like that. Uh, I guess we just kind of talk about free agency in a way because Grizzlies haven't made a move. And look, I'm not gonna sit here and feel like it's it, it feel like it's something that that was needed because it wasn't needed. We don't have to really make do anything. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like. I feel like we could do something to just make the team better. And I know Kleiman, Kleiman, Kleiman said this himself that, he, yeah, we're on the phones, we're looking at, we're looking for certain moves. But he's saying like, if there's a, if there's like a move that we want that we really want to make, we're gonna be aggressive towards it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he said the team that we have right now, he's gonna be completely fine uh, coming into the season with it. So. Mm-hmm. Hearing that, that kind of gives me the vibes that we're not gonna be really make a move. Maybe there's, you know, we did make a lot of trades last season, so maybe if a trade does come through that we're interested in, yeah. we go for it. 
and I can't really I can't really sit here and say is there oh is there a guy that on the trade a tra the uh, trade block that we would want yeah I'm not sure I the only one I can really think of is like if the Jazz actually did trade Donovan Mitchell that <laughs> once Donovan Mitchell is, that once Donovan Mitchell is traded we can go get like Jordan Clarkson or mm -hmm. Boban from them because yeah. but at the same time it's like I I'm guessing like the I think the the Knicks were given an offer from from for Donovan Mitchell and it was like the, they were the Jazz were asking for like six first round picks <laughs> so. This, I don't think Don Mitchell's going to get traded because I think it's going to take a, a little too much that no team's going to want to go for it. And, yeah, like I'm just looking at the guys that's on the Jazz roster if Donovan Mitchell was to get traded, but the uh, problem is I don't think Don Mitchell's going to get traded. So <laughs> uh, I can't see I can't see a move happening for the uh, trade wise for the Grizzlies. And I guess when it came it comes to signing someone, mm -hmm. I actually wanted to get your little opinion on this idea. Uh, oh, on trading actually, I was thinking about Miles Turner. Once DeAndre Aiden was uh, going to sign with the Pacers, but guess what? Suns matched it, <laughs> so he's not going to the Pacers. So Miles Turner is most likely staying. But so I was thinking about the backup, the backup center spot though. Mm. A guy that's still available is Montrez Harrell, mm. and, I, and, and I was really thinking about Montrez Harrell as a Grizzly because I thought yeah. that he Montrez Harrell. It, first of all, we want to back up bit. We want to back up big, right? Yeah. Montrez Harrell is. Literally one of the best backup bigs you can get yeah. in the NBA. That's a position that he's been used to. I'm pretty sure he was a six man of the year. I can't exactly remember if, if he was it or did Lou, Lou Williams get it. I'm not sure, but mm. one of the best, like he he's arguably the best backup big out. Like um, for the last couple NBA seasons, I don't know about now. I don't know about last year, but those couple seasons back, like he was that dude when it comes off when it comes off the bench for for centers. Mm. And I feel like he's been good for. The last, for for like I feel like he's been good for a long time now, and he's pro he provide, provided for the Lakers, uh, the Wizards. He was good on. Uh, he was a big he was a big reason why they had a good start to that season, and also the Hornets. He was pretty he was pretty solid. So, I actually we as the Grizzlies fans we watched that game when he when he uh got when he like just got to the Hornets and he actually like popped off and almost made had them make a whole comeback like mm -hmm. from thirty. Because he is, he would make it such a big impact. I just think Montrezl is a perfect fit for us. Like he's he's a, if we're talking about getting a backup big, that's one that we for sure steal. Think, uh, should think about the steal. Yeah, like, and like we said, Stephen Adams can still start because Montrezl is used to coming off the bench, and he mm -hmm. I feel like he thrives coming off the bench. So I hope he climbing hears this. Climbing, I would like if you go and sign. Uh, Montrose Herald okay. to the Grizzlies. Also, because he has that he has that energy level that the Grizzlies have, and he's and he's a vet at this point. He gets so. stats from last year too. Just you know, for, like I'll include you know both from the Wizards and the Hornets last year because he got traded to the Hornets, uh, which we know. But okay, so for the Wizards, forty six games he played in twenty four minutes, he had fourteen points and about seven rebounds, which is off the bench. That's awesome. And then you know, twenty five games played in. In a Hornets uniform, 21 minutes, a little bit of a dip in points, 11 rebounds, or not 11 points, um, and then five rebounds, which, I mean, hey, coming off the bench, that's... That's that my backup big is good to me. I'm taking that any time yeah, from a backup big. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, I, what what is your thoughts on, like, the Grizzlies move to not really make a move yet, or the Grizzlies' decision how to make a move yet, and... Uh, uh, do you think that we need to make a move? Do you think it's something that's necessary, or are you fine with the team right now? One spot, like I, it, it's been bothering me. Like, like I've told you this before, is the Melton replacement. That's the one thing that I'm you know, a little bit, you know, 
I'm just iffy about it. Like, I don't want us to make a move on that. Um, I don't really know I who's available, though. I think, That's point, though. But... I, think, I think you're forgetting about it. Danny Creek will stay on the Grizzlies. Or hey, it looks like he's staying on the Grizzlies. So that's our replacement. I know, but is it going to be um, enough, though, for to replace Mount like that? Look, I mean, I, we, actually, we actually forgot to bring that up. The, uh, well, I don't, I'm not for sure if, Dan, if Danny Green's going to be on the Grizzlies roster. Uh, it, by look, I, I, I don't know if this is enough for me for us to say he is, but he was at the Summer League game with the Grizzlies team. Uh, hanging with Ja and uh, Bain and Tyus. But I don't know if that exactly means he's going to stay, but I think that means he's going to stay. Um, he is a proven winner. He's a vet. He hits a three ball. To me, that's enough for a backup uh, shooting guard. And I, I, he's a like, like I said, he's a proven winner. Every team that he goes to, they, he, they win. And I'm fine with, I'm fine with keeping him. I was thinking about that. I would think that we would have released him or traded him to get a better, more cap room. Mm-hmm. But Grizzlies are not going to make them. Grizzlies don't really look like they want to make a move anyway. So what's the point of going making cap room? Like, it, I guess we're just fine with uh, keeping Danny Green and seeing what he can do with us. But you can go on about, like, why you like why you think that's not enough and all that. Well, it's not necessarily that I don't think he's, I don't, you know, it's not that I don't think Danny Green's not a, you know, proven winner or anything. I just, I just don't know, like, Elm from last year and Danny Green, like, right now, I don't know if he's, I, I don't think he's going to have the same impact. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know he's not going to have the same impact. Um, but oh yeah, for sure he's not. That's what I was saying. Like, I just don't know how that's gonna fare out. Like, I just I don't know. But then, like, well, if, we be, if we're being honest, we didn't we didn't even get the full D'Anthony Melon impact because we didn't play him that much. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna be a downgrade for sure. Uh, Danny Green's a guy that just shoots the ball, or or D'Anthony Melon's a guy that does everything. Mm-hmm. And I, that, like I said, we're excited to see him on the Sixers because. Uh, I actually brought that stat to you, like when we were watching Celtics game, that per 100 possessions, yeah. he had like these stern stats that put him in like in a category of the only players in NBA history to ever average these uh, stats with 100 possessions was him and Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> like, Anthony Mount was he was really like that, and he he had, like even though the Grizzlies were a team that really gave him that NBA uh, opportunity to become a good player mm-hmm. and uh, really kickstart his career. We did not give him the the biggest, the most opportunity that he could have got. So, yep. hopefully, that opportunity is a little bigger with the Sixers, and he really uh, hoops over there because I, I I still don't feel like we give them the best opportunity. Like we're we're at that point where we had Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, and uh, yeah. Anthony Mountain, and I was over here thinking like the Anthony Mountain was could have been the best out of all of them before <laughs> Desmond Bain made that big jump, and yeah. that's, that's it's just crazy. Like the Anthony Mountain was really like he was really impressive to me, and. We remember he had that huge second like half for us mm-hmm. where he was just averaging like twenty something. So I think he had like twenty four a game actually, and he was he was hitting from three. He was doing he was mm-hmm. doing everything we like we said. He's just all around player. We're we just we're just not getting that impact, and it's going to be. I don't think there's no one on the market or no one that's available for trade to and get then, a similar impact. Right. Like then that. talking about uh, Antres, um, yeah, like I feel like he would be a steal. Like just talking about his stats, like I did, like just you know. He's he's a dude. Like if we get that guy off the bench, I'm sorry Tillman, but you're you're gonna be going somewhere else if that happens. But I mean, dude, that upgrade that would yeah. be Montres Harrell, dude. That for a backup, that'd be that'd be really big because you know, like we said, like like you said, like think that Tillman's you know he's about at his ceiling or he's you know hit his ceiling almost. 
Um, so I mean, hey, that'd be a huge upgrade. Um, for, and he's a vet too, you know. Montrez is a vet, so I mean that'll that'll help us in the locker room, obviously. Like you said, like the energy and everything of that nature. Yeah. And uh, so, like, so basically, the spot that's like kind of hurting you though is the is the shooting guard spot, like of coming to the season because mm-hmm. uh, really that's just two spots the shooting guard and the center spot yep. or back backup backup positions for or backup spots for those positions those are the ones that are kind of a question and i was really thinking like look i don't think this team needs to really make a move to go into uh or going free agency mm-hmm. but i just don't like the fact that we lost kyle anderson who went to the Timberwolves, by the way the yep. melon to the uh to the sixers in the sixers trade and we also don't have Jaron for half the season oh, yeah. or even more of that season. Uh, all of those are huge, like, losses. Mm-hmm. And the way that we are replacing them is our draft. Yeah. And we actually didn't even talk about Jacob Rivia. I think that just completely passed us. We didn't talk about Jacob Rivia. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about him really briefly. I wasn't impressed with Jacob Rivia and Summer League. Were you impressed by him? Somewhat, yes. Um, his defense was really... It was good to mean like he was playing good passing lines, everything like that. Um, he should just be more consistent on the offensive side of the ball. But like it, it was weird because like yeah, like you said, like defensively, he did show me like oh that defensive instinct is there and all that. Mm-hmm. This thing, I can't say like oh he he sucked because he didn't suck. He just didn't try. It didn't look like he was up there out there trying. Like he didn't really do anything on the court. The game I out and the game I brought that up to you. I brought it up to you and started that Celtics yep. game, and then the, when the actual game went on, he shot two. He had two shots at zero points. So I was really out here like, okay, is he going to like even attempt? To, like he needs to get shot up, mm-hmm. shot up. And I'm hoping that it's just like, oh, when well, he's on the NBA team, because I for sure he's. I'm, I know for sure he's going to try. They're going to make him play somewhat of an impact on yeah. that team because we lost Cal Anderson and Jaron mm-hmm. for a good minute. So. He's going to play. I know our team. I know like players like Ja is going to obviously get him involved, yeah. and he's going to make sure that he gets shots because he has to. Like I said, just, though, the summer league, I didn't see much for him. Like in that, that it's not that he didn't play bad. I just didn't see much because he didn't really do. He didn't do much. Like he wasn't really out there like trying to, to, uh, uh, score or get get really involved in the game. Except for the defensive side of things, like he, you just obviously defensively he was, but mm-hmm. offensively he it just wasn't much. He didn't get involved like that. I brought. I wish I saw him more. I think I brought this point up to you during that Celtics game as well. Um, sure, yeah, he isn't, you know, being a, not necessarily, like, aggressive, but he's not really asserting himself, you know, get the ball and everything like that and, like, set himself up to get the ball and get touches. Um, but thing that I brought up was during that Celtics game was maybe it's because it's summer league um, and because it's, you know, some of the people that he's playing around, like, he was playing – Somewhat with the second team, quite a bit. You know, hard yeah. thing because some players are just you know in the second you know second um rotation. Like some of those guys are guys that we just picked up out of nowhere, and they're fighting for a roster spot. So those guys might be not you know not as willing to give up the ball. Um, so I feel like that's a big thing that I I you know. Just, I just thought about that right now. Like, I didn't even bring that up, but I just feel like yeah, that could be I like a big thing. Uh, that's. I just really hope. I just wish he got more involved. Like, especially if you're our first show, oh, our first round pick, like the first yeah. guy we got off the board. Yeah. So, uh, 
I, but at the same time, you know, I know Rivia can is gonna make it. He can make impact. Like the, he has so much in his game that I know he's gonna. He has the tools to be yep. big for his team. But at the same time, like I'm saying, like Larivia, Roddy, Kenny Chandler, and maybe Vince Williams. And I don't think Vince Williams will be on our roster. Uh, to be uh, honest, um, he's probably gonna be just in the hustle. He's gonna be on the hustle. Uh, Loftus is probably gonna be on the hustle. Mm-hmm. But those three rookies, the three, the first three rookies we got. I don't know if those guys are going to be able to make are going to be able to to really fill the void and make nearly the amount of impact that the guys we lost yeah. are. Jaron's impact is crazy <laughs> huge because he plays outstanding on defense, <laughs> yeah. and when he's on, when he has a good offensive game, it's like hard for us to lose. <laughs> Danthy Melton, Danthy Melton was not that good last season. He wasn't as good as his last season, but Danthy Melton not being that good last season was still a really huge piece for us off mm-hmm. the bench. And that he still obviously made a, a, a huge impact. It just wasn't to the level he did the season before. And then Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson didn't really have the, good, the best season either last year. It wasn't as good as the season before either, where he averaged 13. Yeah. But he still made a really big impact. And, like, those players, I just don't think that our rookies are filling the void of that. And I don't know how, what the Grizzlies could have really did, because wasn't, it wasn't the biggest free agency class. Uh, the, the trade market wasn't... It, it's not the most, uh, imp, or the most cr- uh, crazy right now with who's available, yeah. and who's on the plot. Like, I don't know what they could exactly do, but I feel like zero moves being made is... But I, I just don't know if, if, if that's something that was, like, exactly, like... Planned. Like, yeah. if, if just not making doing anything was, like, something that we could we could just do. Mm-hmm. I feel like one move, at least, you yeah. know, uh, would make me feel a little more confident coming to the season. Hopefully it's not something but like that trade it. we had last season, because yeah. <laughs> we got, like, nothing. So, And... Yeah, like I think we ended our we ended with Chris Dunn and Jared. <laughs> Chris Dunn trade. We already know that story. We just had Jared Culver. Mm-hmm. Oh well, also Zion Williams and Steven Adams. I forget, but who are huge. But that was the first trade. Like the the, the trades after that, we ended. We just ended with Chris Dunn and Jared Culver, which Chris Dunn was gone before the season, and Culver just sucked. I'm sorry, Culver. <laughs> I hope you get signed somewhere. Uh, he's the best bad. player in the league. No, I'm yeah, I just don't know how. Like, I like I'm saying, I just I would have been more confident. Yeah, yeah. And don't get it wrong, I think Grizzlies are still going to do their thing this season. It's just war- like because there's so many teams around this game better. Mm-hmm. We know this. The Mavericks made it to the Western Conference Finals, and they just added Christian Wood to their team. Yeah. So we we know like these team these teams are going to get better in the but, West. Let's see. We we just going to see how it goes. Uh, about things coming up for the Grizzlies, I'm I really don't know. I mean, we're kind of getting to the period to like. NBA is off. It's just kind of like slow. Uh, maybe a maybe a big trade picks us up, and then some stuff, some more stuff starts happening. But as of right now, there's not much going on. Uh, we're probably just gonna be waiting for preseason, most mm-hmm. likely. And this might be a period where we just where we, we there might be a little gap between episodes. Uh, I hope this episode was a pretty good. Uh, I'm guessing it's a pretty good length. Yeah. And yeah, so. I guess I caps up for this episode. Uh, Brad, do you have any like last words before we end it? It's been real, man. Done with our eleventh episode, man. That's that's awesome. Eleven episodes, awesome, man. Uh, and we'll be back soon. Um, yeah, like like C said, there 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 will be a gap between the episode. Like there probably will be. I mean, unless like trade. Not much to talk about. Yeah, unless there's like a trade that happens, like a you know Kevin Durant trade. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like if that were to happen somehow i mean obviously we're making an episode about that but i mean if it's you know we'll probably 
it, even if it's like a trade, we'll we'll probably make an episode shorter episode about it. But yeah, we'll make something. Um, but I mean, either way. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening. In. Make sure to give this a five star review as always. Uh, well, I guess we're gonna catch you up into the next episode, which is gonna, like we said, it's gonna be for probably 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 a little while. We'll we'll probably see y'all preseason. But maybe there's a big movie to talk about, like Brad mm-hmm. said. Um, but it's been good. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.